Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. First degree. First degree. First degree. First degree. First degree. The first degree. These things are supposed to happen in movies, not in real life. You have no idea what's really going on, because if you had asked me, I would have said, oh my gosh, they were the, they were the perfect couple together. They were always together, outside, together, walking the, you know, walking Lucas, walking the puppies. You never know, because if you had asked me, I would have said, oh my gosh, no, they're so happy. They're just the sweetest couple. Welcome to the First Degree, the true crime podcast that you might end up on. My name is Jack Vanek. I'm sitting far away from Alexis Sinclair and Billy Jensen. Happy New Year's, guys. Happy New Year's, friends. Happy New Year's. You know, 2021, looking up, maybe maybe not it could be should be hopefully will be you know we're hope we're hoping for the best but then i read the news and then i just spiral very fast down i think a life lesson just hope for the best expect the worst mentally prepare for the worst but also prepare for triumph over said worst yes we can do this we are triumphing this year year of the triumph billy what day is it today all right so it is National Take a Poet to Lunch Day. Oh. And any other days. <laughs> I will say that I, I was. I don't know any poets. I feel like, I was named class poet. I feel like Billy said this one because <laughs> he wants us to, he wants a free lunch. <laughs> I feel like we got this last year and you said it too. Like, I feel like we've heard this before. No, I just think that there has been other poet days because, I mean, then we can mm-hmm. we can bring, you know, the owl poem back into the loop because can, that's can been I forgotten about. Can I get a free lunch tomorrow, Lex? Mm, you bought me lunch today, so sure, I'll buy you okay. lunch tomorrow. There you go. All right. But if you buy you buy our work bottle of bourbon tomorrow (laughs) also because i paid you back for that but yes so anyway poet tell us more (laughs) it's also national take down the christmas tree day oh which is a little late the christmas tree should have been down before that my christmas decorations are still up (laughs) me too my lights are still up too it brings me joy i'm not i'm i am still clinging to it i'm not ready to let it go look at my little lights above me i have little string icicle lights that i put up on the over my artwork in my apartment and they really exactly. they bring the nice the perfect amount of light into my apartment babe they look perfect don't take them down give it one more week i'll give it one because more because they're fun it feels good something to hold on to anyway. it does and i will say in my neighborhood of Toluca lake nobody has taken down their christmas lights yet it's like everybody is just hanging on to it right now more than it's they've ever had, had before so but i will also it's say this it's national bean day and have you guys seen the uh, the bean dad? The the bean. Wait, is this the one where they put the beans in his computer? No. Oh, it's a guy that her uh, his his daughter was hungry and didn't know how to use the can opener, and he said, "I'm not going to let you figure out how to use the can opener. You got to you got to do it yourself." And she wasn't able to eat for six hours. He's the bean dad. It became a thing on Twitter for the last two days. And a lot of people were talking about him being like weight shaming and all of that. Oh, well, that's I'm not into it, honestly. Like open the fucking thing for me. I'm I'm not good at opening a can opener, but I have to I do. I do have to say and I will post this in our Facebook group. There is also the most incredible 
YouTube video, viral video of this guy played his, a prank on his friend where he filled his computer up with beans and then they had to call like a maintenance guy to come check why the computer wasn't working. And he opens it up and there's a bunch of beans in it. It is <laughs> the best video I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm going to post it in our Facebook group because beans, it's just who knew beans yeah. were so hilarious. <laughs> I'm into it for sure. I love beans. Well, I don't love beans, but I love a bean prank. Well, right. You know, that's enough of that. So let's turn down the lights. And turn up your anxiety. Because this could be you. Today's case takes us back to Tuesday, December 27th of 2005. Songs Don't Forget About Us by Mariah Carey and Must Be Doing Something Right by Billy Currington were on the radio. Movies playing in theaters were Cheaper by the Dozen 2, Fun with Dick and Jane, The Ringer, Casanova, and The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe. And the setting for today's case is Gateway, Florida, which is in Lee County. This city is located in the southwest portion of the state, encompasses a little over six square miles. The area is almost entirely made up of upscale townhome communities, the kind with lots of pools, golf courses, man-made ponds, pretty idyllic and seemingly incredibly safe. Our first degree, Lisa Potter, called one of these communities home, so we'll let her tell you more about it. Our neighborhood was a, quote, gated community. You could walk in on either side of the gates. You could walk in between people's houses. It wasn't like a secured, gated neighborhood. And it was two circles. The only entrance and exit was the gate. You couldn't get out anywhere else. So these communities feel friendly. They feel safe, especially on a date like December 27th, a date that falls within those handful of days between Christmas and New Year's, days we all recently experienced. Each of those days feels like an ideal time to hibernate. Lots of people stay in their jammies, and every one of those days feels like a Sunday, as you lose track of time and space. So Lisa was home this morning, right around 7 a.m., and it's at that time that she decided to take their dog for a walk, and it's when she normally took the family dog for a walk. And after she was done and was returning home, something caught her eye. It was a friend of hers and another resident of the same gated community named Tracy Gaydash, who was a deputy for the Lee County Sheriff's Department. Tracy was walking away from a home that belonged to a different set of neighbors, a couple named Michelle and Stephen Andrews. And in Tracy's arms, as she walked, was the couple's two-year-old son, Lucas. Our house was just a couple doors in, and then Stephen and Michelle they were a few doors down from us that morning. I was walking our dog, which I did every morning. And when I came back in the neighborhood, I of course was facing their house and Tracy, who was one of our very good friends, who was also a cop, can't even describe it. She kind of just came running out of the house really weird. And she's holding Lucas. And I just looked at her and I, I said, Tracy. And then I put my hands up and I, you know, I mouthed, you know, what the fuck, but I was just mouthing it to her just as a joke, like, what are you doing? And she just had the weirdest look on her face, and she just said, can you help me? And I said, yes. Yeah. So I walked down, and I go, what's going on? And she goes, can you just take the baby for me? And I said, yeah. I'm like, what's going on? And she had the most odd look on her face. Okay. So some context about Lisa's friend, Deputy Tracy Gadash. And how she ended up holding the baby of this couple at 7 a.m. two days after Christmas. So Tracy was a police deputy for the Lee County Sheriff's Department. And she lived in the same gated community. And she also patrolled the area itself. So she was always around that area. She was on call and working when a 911 call came in which prompted the dispatcher to request an officer to go check on the house in the community. And 
as this house belonged to one of Tracy's neighbors, Tracy said, I know where that is. I'll go and check it out. Michelle and Stephen Andrews had lived in the neighborhood for a little over a year. Now, the home had three bedrooms, two bathrooms, two stories, and a pool. And it was decked out in Christmas decorations. But here's the thing about this 911 call. She happened to be on call when they said we have a 911 call from inside a house in Cypress Point, but we can't, we can only hear breathing. And Tracy's like, that's my neighborhood. And so she, she's like, oh, I know them. I'll take it. Records of that 911 call show that the first few minutes of silence made it seem as though there was nobody on the line at all. But then the 911 dispatcher heard what sounded like a baby on the other end. The transcript of the call noted a, quote, young child saying mama over and over and over again. So Tracy arrived and approached the home, and she's talking with dispatch as she does this. And dispatch is still on the line with whoever called 911 from inside the house. She went up and she's like knocking on the door and she's saying, everything seems fine. And they said, well, every time you knock, there's a little sound on the end of the phone, like a little, like he was going, uh, uh, you know, saying something like making a little noise each time she knocked. What the dispatcher was hearing was two-year-old Lucas Andrews on the line and he was, you know, making baby noises. The door was open. She went in and she said to them, oh, I'm here. It's their son. They must be asleep. Everything's fine. But everything was not fine. Lucas seemed to be alone, and he was holding the phone in his hands, and he was wearing a pair of blood-stained white socks. The Naples Daily News reported that, quote, there was a tall Christmas tree by a window and a small teddy bear wearing a Christmas tree sweater set out at the front of the staircase. There were three stockings hung underneath a picture of a beach scene. And the largest red stocking, the one hung in the center, was for Lucas. And while this house looked decorated and seemed to be cheery and festive, it was eerily quiet. And Tracy, once she entered, continued to look around. Well, Lucas kind of took her hand and pulled her upstairs. Tracy took the phone from Lucas and started to search the home for his parents, Michelle and Stephen Andrews, who remember she was actually acquainted with. She went up the stairs and pushed the door of the master bedroom open. And it's when she entered the master bedroom that she made a truly awful discovery. She opened the door and she saw a pair of nude legs on the floor. She looked further and saw that there were two bodies on the floor. Michelle and Stephen Andrews were dead. Michelle was blocking the door. He had kind of posed her, but blocking the entrance. And she could just see, I think, Steve on the floor, but he was kind of behind the bed. That's when she grabbed Lucas, and came running down the stairs, calling for help, came running out as I'm walking in the, you know, it was just, that's the timing. She had just found that scene, was coming out when I'm coming in going, what are you doing? And I think she was trying to process, you know, that look on her face. She was, could have never expected that in a million years. So after Tracy made this discovery, she asked Lisa to take Lucas. And Lisa said, of course. And I was like, I'm taking Lucas back to the house. So <laughs> we went back and I kind of was saying to him, I'm like, what is going on at your house? You know, like he can answer. We went in and, you know, I was kind of like, is your mommy okay? Just in, And he just kept kind of looking at me and I said, you know, do you want, let's get something to eat. So then I put him on the counter and that's when I noticed he had blood on him. He had blood on his socks and blood on his pants. And I was like, oh, man. I'm like, so in my head, I'm thinking Michelle fell, had been knocked unconscious. You know, I mean, I was not thinking there was some horrible thing going on there. 
Due to the fact that the crime scene was a neighboring home and Lisa was friends with the officer who discovered the scene, it didn't take long for Lisa and her family to find out that something absolutely horrible had happened. 28-year-old married couple Michelle and Stephen Andrews were dead. And while the scene would need to be processed and autopsies would need to be conducted, it appeared that Michelle had been beaten to death and Stephen died from a gunshot wound. And this was horrific news to digest, especially as Lisa was holding their two-year-old son, who would never see his parents again. Meanwhile, Lisa's own family were at home and slowly starting to wake up. Here's Lisa's daughter, Meg, who was in seventh grade at the time this happened. I walked out of my room and there was like 15 people in the living room. And I just like looked at my mom. When Meg came downstairs, she saw Lucas in her mom's arms. And she was understandably extremely confused at what was going on. She was like, his parents were killed last night. And I went back in my room and kind of got dressed. And then like a couple hours later, I walked over. They had like the whole area taped off. There was like every type of investigative truck in the neighborhood. CSI, police, like all the investigative newspapers, all the news cameras. Everybody loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. So it's going to take you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. I'm really feeling this because Lex and I both are really like into Gatsby stuff right now. So I am loving the vibe of this game. And you're going to step into the role as June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. It's perfect for all of the firsties out there. There's mystery, danger, and romance as you search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris. And you can customize your very own luxuries estate island. Think expansive gardens and beautiful buildings and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android android okay so listen we are busy ladies over here on the first degree and when i have a moment of free time i don't want to spend it grocery shopping i want to spend it rotting on the couch and watching reality tv and that is why i love thrive market so thrive market is a go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to my doorstop is such a huge time saver. So Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They actually restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So you can go on their website and use their filters to suit any of your lifestyle needs. If you're allergic to a certain ingredient, if you just don't want to have it in your life, that's why Thrive Market is so awesome. So whether you're looking for organic snacks for your kids or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. I love this so much because I don't want to read every ingredient when I go to the grocery store. It's so easy to do it online, honestly, when I'm rotting on the couch. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash first for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash first. Thrivemarket.com slash first. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prepping, no cooking, or cleanup needed. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Get started today and get after your goals. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. For me, I was really struggling to get enough protein. I always do. But Factor's meals are protein-packed, and they're so good. And it's so easy when I'm slammed busy working in the middle of the day to just have lunch right there, not needing to do anything, except heat it up. Head to factormeals.com slash firstdegree50 and use code DEGREE50 to get 50% off. That's code DEGREE50 at factormeals.com slash firstdegree50 to get 50% off.
Those who knew the couple were absolutely crushed. Michelle and Stephen were both from Minnesota and had gotten married in 2000. Their move to Florida was prompted by an opportunity for Stephen to work for a landscape architecture company, where he worked as a manager. They bought a home on Eagle Point Circle in Gateway, Florida. Michelle worked as a nutritionist in Fort Myers. And the couple had Lucas in 2003. Both Stephen and Michelle were very close to their families. And Michelle, in fact, was so close to her parents that they actually moved to Florida from Minnesota to follow their daughter there in 2004 after their grandson was born. And when the news of Michelle and Stephen's death broke, both sets of parents happened to be in town for the holidays. Remember, this is just two days after Christmas. So it's no shock that both families were completely beside themselves with this news. And we were friendly with them because they were a younger couple, but the neighborhood, we all kind of knew each other. We all had barbecues and drank. Most of us knew each other in in our one whole big circle. And they were always very active. And we were always outside. They would always come by. And we had a big old golden retriever and they had a puppy golden. So they'd stop with Lucas and talk to us. But we were very friendly with them. As shock slowly moved through the neighborhood, crime scene investigators entered the home and started analyzing the scene. And according to the Naples Daily News, when the authorities entered the room, they could see bloody handprints on the teal walls of the bedroom. And even more horrifying, it appeared that Michelle's body was found placed in what the ME's report described as an erotic pose. There were bloodstains all over the bedroom, as well as signs of a struggle on Michelle's side of the bed. It seemed as though Michelle was dragged from the bed, and in the process, she actually pulled the sheets off the bed. Michelle's hair was covered in blood, but it seemed as though someone had made an attempt to clean some of the blood off of her body. Michelle's nightgown was pulled up, and they observed that her face had been horribly beaten. The body of Michelle's husband, Stephen Andrews, was found on the floor. He was face down on the carpet. During the search of the Andrews home, a picture of who this couple was, what they liked, what they disliked, and even what they were going through personally seemed to emerge. They had miniature surfboards, several guitars, and a big unfinished bowl of popcorn in the living room. And Stephen's obituary would later note that popcorn was his favorite snack. The Naples Daily News reported that the police found a sticky note inside a phone book which bookmarked a page of local marriage counselors. And a pink note card on top of a phone book read, Stephen, I love you with all of my heart, Michelle. Upstairs, inside the master bedroom, the couple kept a wedding photo on the dresser and a copy of the Joel Osteen inspirational book, Your Best Life Now. Meanwhile, Lisa's house had become a hub of activity. It hadn't registered that there were like 30 cop cars outside yet. So anyway, our house ended up being like, they all started coming in there. So at one point, there were probably 15, 20 cops in there. They were kind of using it as their little central place. Concerned friends and neighbors started showing up at Lisa's house as well. Slowly, neighbors are walking down to see Tracy because we're all really good friends. And she keeps saying, go to Lisa's, go to Lisa's. So then they, they were all coming to my house. And so... And each time they came, someone had a little bit more piece of information, (laughs) but they thought it was murder-suicide because he was at this point still laying on the floor with his arms under him, and they thought that he probably had a weapon, and she had been beaten to death. So they thought they got in some terrible fight. A murder-suicide which became the investigation's preliminary theory. It was clear that Michelle had been beaten to death and Stephen had been killed by a gunshot. Murder-suicide seemed to be even more likely the case when investigators learned that there had been infidelity in their marriage. And while the police had been at Lisa's house, they had probed her about what she knew about this young couple. Michelle was very good friends with a younger girl in the neighborhood. She had confided in her. So when they were asking us all these questions, we were saying, you know, we don't know them intimately, but she was very good friends with Sarah. Sarah may know some information. So they went to Sarah's house and she had no idea what was going on. She hadn't been outside. 
And so they asked her, they said, was there any issues within the couple? And she said, oh, Michelle thought he was having an affair. In fact, Lisa's daughter, Megan, had been on the periphery of one of these conversations where Michelle disclosed to friends about the affair without even realizing it. Here's Megan, who was in seventh grade when Michelle and Stephen Andrews died. And she had babysat Lucas on a few occasions. And this took place at Michelle's friend's house in the same community. Their son was super cute, super sweet. And they were close friends with a couple down the street that had a couple kids. There's a big group of kids that we all used to play on the street. But that couple, when they had a baby, a couple of the other girls and I used to go over and we'd babysit while they were home just to like learn how to babysit. So the only real time that I had had experience with them right before was after she had found out about the affair, she actually went over there when I was babysitting. So I didn't know what was going on at the time, but I knew there was stuff that was kind of tense. So what had happened was, which, you know, we thought they were a very happily married couple. That's how you, why you never know. But Steve was having an affair with a girl at work. With this revelation, the murder-suicide theory now carried even more weight, right? Maybe Michelle was threatening to leave him and take Lucas after uncovering the affair. Maybe there was an explosive fight that triggered some buried rage in Stephen. These are all logical thought processes. Killed her and then killed himself. Well, you know, this is just the stuff that's going on at the time that you're thinking because you're just hearing these tidbits. They were like, did any of you hear anything last night? We said no. And meanwhile, media coverage of the case was picking up momentum that started with local coverage, but exploded into national coverage. And this is why. It had made national news because Lucas is the one who was holding the phone for the 911 operator. There was no one else in the house. So there it made like national news that an 18-month-old had dialed 911 and his parents were dead upstairs. The public was shocked and seemingly mystified by the fact that two-year-old Lucas appeared to be the person who dialed 911. If this was a murder-suicide, and he was the only one in the house, and the 911 dispatcher heard him on the phone, this had to be the only explanation, right? So at this point, the community had started accepting the fact that an unthinkable murder-suicide was the reason these two people were dead. They're still thinking it's murder-suicide. The news people are all parked outside. They come to get Lucas. Michelle's parents were at the station to take him. And because both sets of parents were in town for the holidays. I got Lucas out, and then I went in, and I was like, something's really weird. And I left, and I ran down to Tracy's house. But there was just one detail that wasn't making sense to Lisa. I go, could could Steve or Michelle have called 911? There is no way he dialed 911. I said, there's no way. She said, no. She said, they they were dead, you know. She's like, it's not like they dialed it and then died. She's like, and I said, oh my gosh, I am so creeped out. The pieces were slowly coming together. I go, that means someone else was in that house. Because I go, he did not dial 911. And I mean, I could just tell I had him for four hours. He could barely talk. He wasn't dialing 911. He had no interest in the phone. So Lisa is sitting in Deputy Tracy's house discussing her doubts about Lucas's ability to dial 911. And then Tracy's phone rang. It was one of the investigators working on the case. They asked. Tracy something, and she looked at me kind of weird, and then she hung up, and I go, what? Here's the thing. The murder-suicide theory hinged on the belief that when Steve Andrews' body was ultimately moved, they would discover the gun he used to end his own life under his body, which is something that's rather common in such scenarios. I mean, this happens where you find the murder weapon under somebody who's taken their life. But... You know, when Tracy hung up the call she had taken in front of Lisa, 
What she told Lisa would completely change the course of this investigation, causing even more pain and suffering to the loss of this young couple. And she said they just asked if there was any way Lucas could have moved the murder weapon. Oh, my gosh. She said, yes, someone else is in that house. Because they thought when they rolled Steve over, they were going to find a gun under him, and they didn't. And he had been shot. So they knew now that it wasn't murder-suicide. So this case that initially seemed so cut and dry is now a thousand shades of gray. And the reality of what occurred in the Andrews home the day after Christmas was far more chilling than anybody could have ever imagined. Because this meant that someone came into this beautiful suburban home in the dead of night. They shot Stephen. They beat Michelle. They posed her grotesquely, attempted to clean up, and then left Lucas alone with his dead parents. And the fact that Lucas hasn't called 911 presented an even more disturbing notion. It was insane. I mean, it really was. You've got this little boy, you know, and, and so they think he's dialed 911 and he hasn't. Someone was in the house and he came back and cleaned up. That's right. Whoever killed this couple returned at 7 a.m. the following morning, called 911 themselves, and put the phone in the toddler's hand and left him alone while his dead parents laid upstairs. And this begs the very obvious question. If it's not a murder-suicide, who would want to kill this young couple? And more importantly, why? The investigation that followed on the heels of these revelations would reveal secrets about a couple who appeared outwardly to be perfect. You have no idea what's really going on. Because if you had asked me, I would have said, oh my gosh, they were the they were the perfect couple together. They were... Always together, outside, together, walking the, you know, walking Lucas, walking the puppies. You never know, because if you had asked me, I would have said, oh, my gosh, no, they're so happy. They're just the sweetest couple. And they were when they were together. They were just a super sweet couple. On next week's episode, we're going to take you through the investigation, the evidence that reveals the identity of this cold-blooded killer, and among many other details, the confusing notion of a killer brutally killing a set of parents only to return the following morning to call 911 to rescue a toddler. It's it's bizarre, and we are just getting started on this case, so you guys have to um, hang tight and come back next week. And until then, a huge, huge thank you to Lisa and Meg for being our first degrees this week. They will be with us until next week. If you are listening out there and you have a story you would like to tell us, please email us, hello at Podcast. Dot com. You can follow us on Instagram at the first degree at Alexis. Wow. At Alexis Linkletter. Alexis. Alexis. <laughs> at Alexis Linkletter. <laughs> I can't speak today. At Billy Jensen. I'm at fine with that. Jack. I'm Vanek. here for that. I know. You know, it's it's the first Monday of the year. Uh, join our Facebook group. We're talking true crime all the time. And stick around because we're going to kill some time. And remember, only you can prevent serial killers. And keep your friends close. But not, but not that, that clash. Happy, happy what's bean it day. Very happy <laughs> frijoles for everyone. Make sure to watch that bean computer video. Love you guys. Beep, beep. Shout out to Jared Monaco for sound design and for creating original music for The First Degree. Our producing team, Caitlin Cleveland, Taylor Rogers, and Alan Santiago for Podcast One. Sources for today's episode include Naples Daily News, The Cape Coral Breeze, The Star Tribune, Court Documents, and as always, our First Degree guests are always our largest source. I took French in high school, and I was so excited that we were going to France for Jack's wedding so I could practice my French, and it was only when I got there I realized just how rusty I'd gotten, and I wanted to communicate in French with the locals there so badly. If you can relate to this experience, then Rosetta Stone is right for you. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You can choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast-track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a quick and natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. 
Rosetta Stone is so convenient, and it can be used on your desktop computer or as an app, with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. So if you're a super busy person and you don't have time to go to the gym, or maybe you just don't even want to go to the gym and work out in front of a bunch of different people, you need to check out the Aloe Moves app. I'm obsessed with this app. So it makes it easy to keep your wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place. There's yoga, there's Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, and so much more. So either you're a beginner or you're an advanced person, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that will fit your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending depending on what you're feeling that day. So even if you only have five minutes, you can just get some movement in. I used Aloe Moves all during the pandemic. It was amazing. Like I was on my yoga journey and I was obsessed with it. So you can find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quiet moments, even if you don't really want to get a workout on. And when it comes to sleep, it's just important as fitness and nutrition, and they've got you covered with Aloe Moves. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to Aloe Moves com and use code FIRST for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code FIRST, A-L-O-M-O-V-E-S.com, code FIRST. All right. Well, welcome to yet another first episode of the year of killing time. And I would just like everybody to know that we do a little sound check before every episode. And I think, I mean, this day's sound check was just saying the word testicle over and over and over again. And I think that maybe that's our thing. Well, I think to be clear, I said that it's the test of us for the rest of us. Mm. Um which I said on repeat, thinking no. it was really funny. No one really no. responded or laughed. No, you said it's the testicles for the resticles. Mm, okay, I'm, that's true. I'm uncomfortable with all of this. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, I mean, Jack. You're right. I misremembered from five minutes ago. You're right. We can roll the tape because Billy was also saying testicles. So he acts like he's uncomfortable, but he is not. He, you, you fully committed to testicles. Yeah, Billy. Talk. You're all about this. Don't lie. Billy, maybe that's like an, another offshoot of uh, of the first degree where you and Jared can have testicle talk. <laughs> does, yes. that, does that interest you? That's the next. That's the next big podcast is me and Jared talking about testicles. Yeah, or just guy stuff. But that's yeah, you know yeah, that's just the that. catchy the catchy name testicle talk. All right. I'm up for it. Let's do it. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm going to trade market by the, by the time Wednesday rolls around. I'm going to um, buy the domain. Billy, we, yeah, we already have it. So. <laughs> Nobody else try to do testicle talk before <laughs> before this airs. Um, Billy, do you want to share the glass that you're drinking out of? Because it's, it was pr- quite adorable. Yes. So I'm drinking out of, and I got this at the, the Rose Bowl flea market. A great and one. And it's the Superman movie. Uh, one of the glasses, it's Lois Lane is saved by her hero. And the reason why I liked it is because Lois Lane is typing because I love Lois because she's a reporter. Mm-hmm. And then Superman comes in and then saves her, which I, I I actually don't like. But this is the glass that I decided to buy out of all the glasses that were uh, in this guy's, you know, collection. Trough. But, you know. Burger King had these or something like that. So this is what I drink out of. Billy's a big, big fan of uh, a vintage water glass. Who's not? I mean, who doesn't love a receptacle that has uh, the charm of vintage air? Yes. Yeah. You don't know. And, and lead paint, which will probably <laughs> and like, will drive me insane. We all and get, people's we all get too much sunlight anyway. Like there are tons of things that kill us. It might as well be something um, reminiscent of something nostalgic, nostalgic you know? Yes, exactly. Yes, it has a like so that's in what it. I that's what I think all the time. Might as well. 
Might as well. Might as well. You Nostalgia know, might as well. And then Billy's also has some kind of a C-3PO ice cube. Or wh- Oh, yes. <laughs> so what? to prove that I'm more of an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> Which is, sounds like you're on the sauce right my, now. My, my bourbon is being served in, in, <laughs> in a glass that has an ice cube that is the Death Star. Oh, the Death Star. That, Death Star um, C3PO, same fucking thing, by the way. Well, isn't, wait, wait, wait. Body isn't joke, joke from Joke Productions, who uh, produced body our, uh, yes, uh, our Unraveled show and all the other shows. She gave that to me along with some bourbon, which is long gone by now, but I still have. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. <laughs> yeah. She says, did you drink but, it all but I, I, I still, you know what? And it really does make a perfect death star. So I love it. I, I like, I make the death star, you know, it two and a half hours comes out. Boom. I put it in there. Then I put in some bourbon and then I'm drinking out of the <laughs> death star. And the death, I mean, the, the death star was one of the ships. So it's like, it's sitting within space of the bourbon. And then the Death Star ice cube is just floating around in the ether. I wouldn't say it was one of the ships. I would say it was the one ship? of the things that would kill millions of people. But to my point, isn't C-3PO the same shape? Wouldn't C-3PO, C-3PO like also a be a He's like a garbage sphere? can. Okay, no. R two D two is R2 a garbage D2, can. It, it, it looks like a garbage can. Okay, C three PO is the gold boy. He's a gold oh, boy. I was wrong. Uh, he's not. He's he is the, the goldie boy. I gold, was. I was. He's the OG goldie boy. Uh-huh. I was thinking about that ball that rolls around. That's me is, too. That would be BB eight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was an Anyways. embarrassing conversation to well anybody <laughs> that knows onward, anything onward, about onward. Star Wars. Sorry, everyone. Okay, so. Sorry, I know it's embarrassing, but I will never watch Star here Wars. We so <laughs> here we are. So, you know, we're going back to some some good good old cues from the Facebook group. But I want to start one off um, with asking you guys, what is one of your favorite or best life hacks that you use? Because I just used my favorite one and it just brought brought me to thinking about other fun life hacks that people might not know about that make their life easier. Do you guys have What's any? The one that you Tell use, me about though. yours. The one that I used is if you have a room temperature bottle of wine that you need to chill very, very quickly, what you do is you run paper towels under sink water, wrap it around that baby, and throw it in the freezer. And within like 15 minutes, your mm. bottle of wine is ice cold. Oh, I life have hack. a good life hack. That's that's an amazing life hack. And you can do it with champagne too. My life hack yeah, is anything. when you're cold all the time like I tend to be and like Jacqueline often is, you just, and you're cold all night and you shiver into the night in in coldness and sadness. What you do is you put an electric blanket under your fitted sheet (laughs) and you blast it to the highest you can and you sleep. Mm. You sleep for the first like three hours like a swaddled baby like in an incubator. Right, like like you've yes. done this, and bring you like back into the womb, aching into fucking nirvana, and then and then only then, three four a.m. rolls around, and you start sweating mercilessly, and then you <laughs> turn it off, and then you start shivering, and you're like, this is a nightmare, and you turn <laughs> halfway, and then you're you're hot again, and it throws you off the entire day because I was shivering my whole life, but the three hours while I was swaddled in warmth was worth all of the pain following the yeah, confusion so that's, of my temperature. So, <laughs> I feel like doing that might make you sick yeah. or something no, it's because it's, it's like a life hack for um uh for three hours of comfort <laughs> and 21 hours of pain. That's right. I would I highly recommend say, I, I, I've been like waking up with some really bad night sweats recently and I don't know what it's from and I haven't you, been sleeping like with a your mattress pad. No, no. <laughs> I think I've just been like, I'm freaking out about life and it's manifesting with a night sweat. Oh no. Well, maybe that's what mine is. And I just think it's my heated blanket under my mattress pad, mm. but it's really just <laughs> me. 
<laughs> just general just doom, yeah. doom and gloom anxiety, as we say, you know? That's right. Well, you know I only wear black because I'm sweating all the time. I mean, that's – Yeah. Come on. That's a life hack, you know? No no oh, sweat stains oh. if you're wearing a black shirt. About sweat stains, just wear black turtlenecks that are really tight, <laughs> and then no one can see your sweatiness. No, Navy's fine, be- but sometimes Navy in the daylight, you can see it. Black is always foolproof. I'm the sweatiest person <laughs> okay. who ever lived. Sorry. That is a great, great life hack. Billy, do you have a life hack that you would like to share with our listeners? You know what? My life hack really is... God, you know what? The the black thing is is real. And I do wear a lot of black because I don't want to sweat. I don't want – like black is so amazing in that it hides everything that you're feeling. Oh. Both physically and mentally. Okay. You're wearing black. You're sweating, but it doesn't show. You're wearing black – you're uh, anxious, you're depressed, but it doesn't show. That is the reason why I wear black, and I think that's my life hack. Okay. So your life hack is you just stole Alexis's life hack. That's fine. Flattery is the, uh, is the best compliment. You, imitation. Uh, imitation. Imitation is the best, is the best form of flattery. Right. I appreciate that, Billy. Thank you. I'll try to bring more okay. life hacks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll bring double next time. Okay. This was a good question. What was a restaurant that you grew up thinking was like super fancy as a kid <laughs> that you now have realized is not fancy? PGI at Fridays, all? obviously. I was like, oh. Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels Buffalo Chicken, that must be expensive. Jack Daniels is your in your <laughs> marinade? I was like, this is wild. And then I learned, like, I was like, oh, you couldn't pay me to drink that. I mean, I would at like stagecoach because like that's really good. When in Rome, you I know? Mean, yeah, when in Rome. That is pretty good. I because they did and they'd have like some fancy seafood dishes there too. Yeah, they were like Jack Daniel's steak and Jack Daniel's chicken with like a this kind of glaze on some scramps. And then like a mudslide. I'm like thousands of dollars deep by the end, by the time you're done with that meal. Five <laughs> star like, restaurant. As an adult, I was well, and I was a hostess at TJ Fridays. I thought it was like the like creme de la creme, right? When I was like in middle school or high school, who knows the whatever the fuck. But then now as an adult, I'm like, Jack Daniels, dear God, I'd sooner die than ingest I it. I mean TJ Fridays is I definitely love Jack Daniels. I'm kidding. I would drink it. But still, you know what I mean. I'm Jack Daniels, please, please be a sponsor on this. I show. I drink Jack Daniels all the time. Have been for the past far too long. Um, no, with TJ, I mean TJ Fridays is definitely a go-to spot when we're on tour on the road because there's always one in the middle of nowhere. Anyway. You can always count on them. That's the truth. Yeah, and they're pretty consistent. You know, yes. their fries are good. You know what? TJ Fridays is the first place that I was introduced to potato skins. Oh, any sort yeah. of potato dish is a skin fry. Like you, you make it, I'll eat it. My oh, sister, my, my sister who had, um, she was a half sister. She had a, a father in California and she was just like, oh, I know, I know about this. And she took us to this place and she was like, get this. And it was potato skins from with bacon and cheese and it was amazing. What a that delight. was the first time I ever had it. So I, I, I think TGI Fridays is. I truly, I, th- I think that it was the first time that I ever had a loaded baked potato. Mm. You know, sour delightful cream, bacon bits, chives, mm. cheeses, oh, some cheese, some Jack cheese mm. spread on top of it. Can't you guys? My um, my restaurant that I thought was super fancy, and I don't know if they have these everywhere, but um, a Sizzlers. Oh, Sizzler. oh yeah, of course. Oh. Because at Sizzlers, you get the free mm. cheesy bread. Oh my yeah. god! And then, and then, Sizzler I and mean, red lobster on par with each other. Yeah, but at Sizzler, they had the buffet, and when you're a kid, so they have the kids buffet that have the Dino chicken nuggets and the mac and cheese and stuff. <laughs> but then, when you're a kid and you want to be like super sneaky, then you can go over to the adults buffet, and that's where it's super fancy. Do you guys remember in buffets they'd have like pudding? 
Oh yeah. Yes. And it's like that was the thing about when I was yes. a kid. It was like mm-hmm. you have like three kinds of pudding, and I'd be like lobbing shit on with the ladle, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Holy shit! I can have as much pudding as I want." And that was the most exciting thing about buffets to me: pudding and like that's it though, because everything else was like, I don't want more lettuce, I don't want more salads. Oh. Well, it was it was all about the desserts because it's Sizzlers again. They had their pudding. soft serve ice cream. For some reason, oh the God, pudding yeah. was the jam. The put, the, you know what, Alexis? I know exactly what you're talking no, about. The and pudding was like. Like, like, oh my god, this pudding! What's the pudding that? Because I remember this from Sizzler. <laughs> They'd have it was like, it was like red, but then it also had like thicker white, like kind of cubes in it. It was they had that kind I of a pudding, cube. and that was also a fancy pudding. Oh, red pudding? No, red, no, 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 no. They're they were both. Tapioca? It was like a Jello within. Rice, no tapioca or rice rice. No, because the white parts were cubes. They were like a gelatin cube. Oh, and the rest was red. The pudding. Oh, the yes. Ca- yeah, oh. yeah. You, you, you were eating people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was cannibals. It, yep. like it, was, you were, yeah. it was the blood and body <laughs> of Christ. It was a cannabis for the rest of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so sorry, but that's what you were doing. So it's embarrassing. I'm I mean, sorry. Yeah. Listen, it was. I thought it was fancy. Is there, did Billy? Do you have a different fancy restaurant? Or are you now also taking Alexis's TJ Fridays? The fancy restaurant uh, we had a we had a restaurant called Cookies, oh. in uh, on Long Island. It was in Hicksville, and they had a salad bar and a dessert bar. It was very similar, but it was just so amazing that you could load up all of this stuff. And I remember in the dessert bar, like you would get like, like you could put a brownie and then put the ice cream on the brownie. And it was just so amazing. So cookies Have was, it your way. was my place. Yeah. Oh Ooh. my gosh. And also at, at Sizzlers that I forgot about the baked potatoes, those mm-hmm. make your own baked potato and they came in the foil. Oh, it's just like luxury, you know, I'm here, I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Well, I mean, I had so many questions on our uh, our little thing, but I think we killed some time. We did kill some we time. Did. I mean, listen, guys, we were just vibing tonight. We just riffed. We went for it. The time we killed, 15, 22. Beep, beep. Beep. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. 